The small gargoyle had gone entirely white to match the ceiling. The only and only the rims of his ears, his long claw-like nails, and the thick stripe down his whip-like tail were still gray. He was crawling along the ceiling like a bat, wings held to make sharp angles and claws extended. It just about broke my creepy meter. Hello and welcome to episode 522 of Under the Cull of MS. That was a little quote from Kim Harrison. This is a reviews and previews episode of things to come out in the future. And things that we're reviewing now that we just got. And we have a nice little stack, so let's get to it. Starting off with... Flesh-Eating Cheerleaders from Outer Space. This is number four from After Dark. When a meteor crashes in the middle of campus, the students at Pullman University don't realize they're being invaded by a cadre of body-snatching aliens. But when a group of cheerleaders are the first to stumble upon the wreckage, They're transformed from normal students into flesh-eating cannibals. Soon the problem isn't going to be the creatures, it's going to be the monsters that these cheerleaders become. And yeah, these nasty little worm-like aliens are taking over more and more cheerleaders' bodies, and they're after the doc, they're after coaches, they're after the guys. It seems like the aliens can't take over guys' bodies, only female bodies, the way it looks so far at least. And of course, they turn into a bunch of horny little sluts there, manipulating the boys into coming into their cubbins and being (laughs) devoured by their alien selves, I guess. But yeah, it's it's what you would expect from that style run. It's okay. It's not nothing to jump out of your skin for. (laughs) But it was it's an alright run so far. I'm hoping it's coming to a climactic end pretty soon i'm not sure if we're gonna go five six issues or what it's gonna do i'll probably stop if it goes beyond six but we'll see what happens i haven't seen any in the catalogs lately so i think the run is done i just don't know what i have pre-ordered yet then we got gargoyles disney's gargoyles number two from dynamite entertainment All new stories by series creator Greg Wiseman. Dynamite's all new ongoing series in continuity with the epic Gargoyles television series continues. The Gargoyles have awakened from their stolen sleep, but will it be in time to save Maggie the cat and her unborn mutate child from Taylog? And Severius. Plus, don't miss the return of Dominic Dominic Dracon. Uh, 
This is an enjoyable run. I'm liking where it's been going. Yeah, Greg Wiseman is the writer. George Kambadias as the illustrator. Jeff Eckleberry is the letterer. David Nakayama did, well, that's one of the cover artists. There's so many covers for these. And Nate Cosby is the packager and editor. We were betrayed by the humans. We had sworn to protect. Frozen in stone by a magical spell for a thousand years. Now, here in Manhattan, the spell is broken and we live again. We are defenders of the night. We are gargoyles. Stone by day, warriors by night. But yeah, I like what they've done with this run, bringing it back, introducing us to some new characters along the way. It's, I don't think I went beyond number three for pre-order. I was just going to see where the start was going to go and stop from there. But we'll see. I enjoy the storyline, so I might stick with it a little bit longer. Next up, we got Gunslinger Spawn. My favorite Spawn run at the moment. This is issue 16, number 16, by Image Comics. Todd McFarlane did the script. Brett Booth did the art. Adelso Corona did the, was the inker. Colors by Ivan Nunez. Lettering by Tom Orsichowski. Parts of Gunslinger's storied past are finally becoming clear but there are secrets being kept from him that, if revealed, might set him on a new path of vengeance. He's hunting down the people that killed his wife and tortured him, his family, and he's paying them back. And in this issue, he comes across an interesting new character, a, a speedster of sorts, a Flash-type style character that's a, flash of a blue light appearing and just causing all kinds of things to happen with the characters that Gunslinger's after. And some things happen to Gunslinger's and the two characters end up intertwining and you get an interesting little story and an interesting little twist on the whole Spawn storyline that's happening. And we got a new style character that's been introduced. So I, I was... Very pleased to see this one. I wasn't going to go past issue 12 with Gunslinger Spawn because I I did want, but didn't want to keep <laughs> buying so many different runs. But I, did, I am happy that Gunslinger's going on still. But I just, I would have been happy with a complete run up to 12 issues of all the side runs of the Spawn runs, the Scorch, the gunslinger all that king spawn but lots of them went further i'm happy with this one so i'll probably i'll stick with it probably as far as it goes nice thing about spawn is the cover prices aren't outrageous compared to some comics they've always kept them down in price and if you pre-order you even get them cheaper so that is a fun run I was expecting to see the clown, though. I thought Clowny was coming back to make a big appearance in all these issues this month, but doesn't look like it. 
Looks like we might get some teasers here and there, but who knows. Next up, we got Harley Quinn, number 26, from DC Comics. What's 50 Harley Quinns from all over the multiverse plus one interdimensional murderer hell-bent on killing all of the aforementioned Harleys divided by two very hungry hyenas all to power to the power of Kevin? 23, obviously, but also a really weird way to spend your weekend. Nothing like meeting yourself 49 times to give you a real good existential crisis. I'm not one for self-doubt and all that, but it's hard not to be at least a little jealous of Mermaid Harley. (laughs) It's fun seeing all the different Harleys, but Stephanie Phillips is the writer, David Baldian, Matteo Lolly, and Pasquale Colano are the artists. Rame Burrito is colors, and World Design did letters, John Boy Myers did this cover. No, he didn't. No, this is a Jenny, I got the Jenny Friesen cover, but they did a variety of covers, of course. But yeah, you see Kevin getting pissed, (laughs) putting Harley in her place, keeping her straight, keeping her head on right. Helping her deal with all the multiverse Harleys and the Harley that's out to kill all the other Harleys. And it is just such a fun story. I was going to jump off when the multiverse started because I'm just getting burned out on all the multiverse stuff. But when I seen something about Mermaid Harley and stuff, I'm like, yeah, I'll keep keep following it a little further yet. And I'm happy I did. This story is a blast. Harley Quinn's been probably the top producing DC comic character in the past two years. As far as I'm concerned with what she's been putting out, it has been excellent. Lots of fun. Lots of can crossovers and stuff like that. It just, yeah. And last up, we got Junkyard Joe number four from Image Comics. G.F. Johns and Gary Frank are the creators. Brad Anderson is the colorist. And Rob Lay is letters. The tale of Mad Ghost unnamed continue. As danger closes in on Muddy Davis and the robot soldier known only as Joe. But it gets worse when Muddy's young neighbor Emily becomes tangled in the complex web that threatens all their lives. A sinister faction is gaining ground to claim Joe for their own. And they won't leave any witnesses. Yeah, that's basically what's going on. You get some teasers of, like, some Peanuts cartoons, Kelvin and Hobbes, just to play on the cartoons that basically are, like, a lot like Junkyard Joe's cartoons by Maury Muddy Davis. And... uh, it was nice seeing the artistic neighbor girl come over, but when the rest of the family gets involved, it's like, yeah, you know, that's just going to cause problems. I wish they would have kept it to the girl and her keeping her silence and all that, but the rest of the family knowing things, there's going to probably be people that are going to be killed off that 
are going to affect lots of other things because these guys that are after, or these characters that are after Junkyard Joe and hunting them down, Muddy Davis, they are not good people. And they're causing chaos wherever they go along the way. So, yeah, I can see this becoming troublesome for the neighbors. We'll see what happens, but this is a, Another excellent run. I mean, running off a of Geiger and everything else coming into Junkyard Joe. I've been so enjoying all them, all those related items. And I hope they keep going for a while. <laughs> I like them a lot. Oh, man. How did that happen? That irritates me. Somebody or someone ripped a chunk of my cover. And it looks like it's about the size of a cat's claw. So I can just imagine who caused that to happen. Possibly the little prick that's been waking me up every morning at 2 o'clock lately. Making me sit up till 2, 2.30, till 5. When it's feeding time for them. And then this morning... Little shit wakes me up to go out, then he doesn't want out. So, yeah. He got chased around the house for a while. <laughs> oh, pain in the ass, Lemmy Killmeister. Takes after his namesake. Oh, Lemmy Killmister. But, yeah. That's it for now. We'll get back with the previews of things coming up right after this all right next up we got grim space p1 nokio by scout comics after malfunctioning repeatedly aboard his old ship p1 nokio was most grateful for being repaired and upgraded to by a tinkerer named Petto. He was so grateful that P1 Nokio dreamed of one day becoming a real boy to give Petto the son he always wanted. Unfortunately, the wide-eyed robot would soon learn that wishes made upon a star don't come true so easily. Yeah, attacked by a cat during that. What's up, Lammers? Uh, but now that they're putting all these fairy tales and everything else out into the world available for anybody to do stories from and Pinocchio, Winnie the Pooh and all that are starting to become things in all types of forms lately yeah, there's going to be a lot of interesting ones that pop up We'll see what happens with them. That's the problem. There's so many people that got to put their own version out. And you just end up with so many different things. With everything. And it's just so overwhelming. Instead of just focusing on good stuff. <laughs> There's a lot of bad stuff too. Uh, Alright. Greffin. Number one of six. By what not publi publishing? 
series artist Bruno Hidalgo, known for his work on Ignat's award-nominated series Heavenly Blues, offers an original cover design for Greffin in print for the first time. In the distant future, mankind has taken to the stars and spread across the galaxy. They've encountered hundreds of worlds, met dozens of species, and crushed them all in the iron fist of humanity. Humans now reign over the Milky Way as a fascist empire known as the Sovereign Reich, and their most feared soldier is the merciless Captain Leela Greffin. Six months ago, they disappeared. One week ago, they returned, changed, radicalized, to bring down the empire they once served. Now Captain Griffin has a new mission, to recruit a crew of rogue officers and mad scientists and set fire to the galaxy, no matter, many, no matter how many get burnt along the way. It's like, it's fucking humans. All we do is destroy, destroy, destroy. It's like, but, who knows, maybe she found out something. But no matter what, want to be more fun just to live? <laughs> I don't know about people, humans. All right, we got Guardians of the Galaxy, Bane of Blastar. Number one, one shot by Marvel Comics. Blastar is back and has launched a new Inquisition to take over the galaxy. The Guardians must act fast if they hope to stop him. But it looks like this found family is having problems of their own. Can the Guardians get it together before it's too late? Don't miss out on the classic Guardian of the Galaxy's tale. On this classic Guardians of the Galaxy tale. I mean, can't they ever work together without arguing? Someone's always bickering. It's like... Humans, I suppose they're aliens, mostly alien. So, not just us humans. We're all a bunch of shitbags. <laughs> all right, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 7, number one by Marvel Comics. Rocket hates everybody. <laughs> no. Who are the Guardians of the Galaxy? One year ago, the Guardians of the Galaxy were destroyed. Their optimistic future shattered by the betrayal of one of their own. Yeah, see, someone had to screw someone over. Now they ride the space lanes of lawless corner of of a lawless corner of the galaxy, trying to outrun their tragedy. Can they rediscover their heroism and humanity on the bleakest frontier? Can they forgive the failures of their past? Or will they fade into the dark? Extremely unforgiven. Jackson Lansing and Colin Kelly team up with artist Kev Walker for a Guardian story like no other. Just getting ready to read some old Guardians of the Galaxy here pretty soon again. All right. <laughs> Hairball, <laughs> number one by Dark Horse Comics. Sorry about that. 
I just thought about that with the cat sitting on my lap. A brand new supernatural nightmare that's Junji Ito meets Hayao Miyazaki. Uh, a young girl with a black cat begins to suspect the innocent, innocuous beast is behind all her troubles. Yeah, I got punish those cats, but you are evil little pricks, and it's proven that you are aliens. Yeah, you're an alien species. Evil little demons. Alright. Where was I? <laughs> Her parents fighting, family plagues, and innumerable supernatural horrors as she tries her best to rid herself of this creature. She discovers that maybe the cat is not evil after all, and a greater terror may be behind those horrific events harming her life. Yeah, I think the evil cat is behind it all. Because you're evil. Little shit. Waking me up two hours before you eat every day. And you sit there staring out a window or climb on my lap and try and fall back asleep. Not. Keep your ass up if you're going to get me up. If I don't get up, the little prick just knocks everything off the counters. Alright. Hey kids. Comics. Volume 3. Schlock of the New. Number one by Image Comics. Living Entertainment. Children who wonder why anyone would want to do anything else. With the birth of the comics industry comes the afterbirth. A shadow twin that will sustain and occasionally sabotage it for generations to come. That made absolutely no sense. Looking at the cover... I don't really get nothing from that. It says it's volume three, so. I know I have something Hey Kids comics, but I have no idea what it is. There's a HWR 9. Oh, what would HWR be? Hollywood Rides collection, maybe. They have a Chevy Corvette with Wolfman 124 die-cast vehicle. It's pretty cool having the Wolfman standing in the black and white form outside it. And then the black and white car. I can see them coming out with some cool Universal Monster ones. They also have the 1957 Chevy Suburban. With Frankenstein, 124th die-cast vehicle. That fits with him, a big old pickup truck. From Jada Toys Incorporated. Oh, cats. Gotta get up to eat, probably. Alright, and they also got... This one I'd like to grab, too. It's, I can't start collecting a bunch of vehicles now, too. But it's cool that they got the figures with them. But they had the 1962 VW bus with Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle Leonardo figure. So I always liked that bus. 124th die cast vehicle. 
also by Jada Toys. And they have a Chevy Camaro with a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle Raphael figure. They have a VW Beetle with Oscar 124th diecast vehicle. Who's Oscar? Oh, okay. Oscar the Grouch. That makes sense. <laughs> uh, and they have a VW Drag Beetle. With Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle Michelangelo, 124th diecast vehicle. I figured Michelangelo would have like a old Woody with the surfboard on it or something like that. Or at least if you're going to give him the BW bug, at least put a surfboard or two on the back. Alright, next up we got an Impossible Jones trade paperback comic tag and card and comic. Set by Scout Comics to get your digital stuff. And there's a Yosef 1957, number one of two, by Kex Publishing. Debuting the work of Italian superstar artist Fabiano Ambu. You know about Leica, Leica, the cosmonaut dog sent into orbit on Sputnik 2, terrorized out of their mind. It's just bullshit. Knowing they weren't coming back. But no one knows about Joseph, the first gorilla in space, born on Joseph Stalin's birthday and subjected to terrible genetic experiments. Joseph soon grew far too powerful. The leadership of the Soviet Union did all they could to stop him. But not everything went as planned. I don't support any of these Animal abuse storylines. It's just, I don't know. It's stupid that they have to even write about it. Why do we got to keep bringing back the shitty parts of our history? Why can't we advance forward and make history anew and better? Because every time we look back at the past, it just causes problems for the present and future. Jungle Fantasy Secrets Vixen Bag set of five comics from Boundless Comics. Then we got Junk Rabbit number one by Image Comics. A new hero rises from mountains of consumer waste, mass homelessness, and devastating climate change. Some call the hero a myth, an urban legend, but others know that it's the Junk Rabbit. Come to life. Jimmy Robinson brings a new tale to the dystopian tale of how climate disaster alters not only our world, but also the heroes that literally rise from it. Swamp Thing meets Robocop. Interesting. But I will wait to see how long that run goes. Before I jump on it, this one I'll get no matter what. We got Kid Slap Bot, Slap Bot, <laughs> Kid Slap Shot. Easier to say if it was just Slap Shot <laughs> versus Zamboni by Keen Spot Entertainment. Hot off their collaboration with Tim Seeley on Lucky, Troy Dungara and Billy Parker are back to their semi regular shenanigans with Kids. 
kid's slap shot. Why can't I say it? This time, Slappy and his pickled zombie pal, Dilzy, take on a kaiju zombie moose called Zamboni. How can a little kid with a hockey stick match up against such a foe? The answer is grosser than you might think. This adventure packs a powerful punch. Includes bonus pull-out poster by John Frogboy Bergen. Yeah, I will definitely get that. And I'm sure I'll end up with different versions if they end up doing any oddball covers or blank covers. Oh, yeah, they got a bunch of covers. <laughs> I see a Deadpool parody one. I see Franco did a couple. From, oh, yeah, Comics Gang. So, yeah. I'll be stuck buying extra covers. Damn it. <laughs> Damn it, Troy. <sighs> it costing me my future home. <laughs> Getting him his future home. <laughs> La Muerta Primeval One-Shot by Coffin Comics. World War Death. Official tie-in. When her former lieutenant mysteriously banishes in the Amazon rainforest, urban vigilante Lamarta vows to bring him home at all costs. Joining a squad of ex-army rangers and a sexy riverboat captain, Maria ventures deep into the heart of darkness and faces an ancient, insidious evil bolstered by Lady Death's DNA and transforming the jungle itself into a house of horror. Hideous horrors. If Maria is to survive, she must surrender to a primordial savagery she never knew she had in her. But can she? Will she? You will have to read it to find out. I like the work Coffin Comics does too. They've been putting out some good stuff. There's a Lady Death Amoral bag set of five comics from Boundless Comics. There's a Lady Death Craven bag set of five comics. A Lady Death Daring bag set of five comics. A Lady Death Destiny bag set of five comics. A Lady Death Revolve bag set of five comics. Then they have. Lady Death Sacrificial Annihilation number one of two, the Raw Edition by Coffin Comics, and then Lady Death Sacrificial Annihilation number two of, of two, Chamber of Cough, Coffins by Coffin Comics. And there's a Lady Death Wanton Bag set of five comics from Boundless Comics. Then we got Legends of the Living Dead. By Fantico. Legendary Limey creators Noel K. Hannon and Rick Rawling return from beyond the grave with a revenant-like reanimation of their gun and gasoline-fueled seminal take on the zombie genre. Originally published as Night of the Living Dead, Legends of the Living Dead collects the ash can and subsequent three issues of the comic book series into a collected volume with a new cover by Rick Rawling and Jim Whitting 
and introductions by Noel K. Hannon and Mike Wazian. So it's bringing back the old stuff. I don't know. Just reprinting stuff, putting in new pretty packaging. They got a Living Dead leather bag set of three comics from Avatar Press. They have a Longbox Heroes Cassie Hack 5-inch action figure from Fresh Monkey Fiction. And one that everybody has to have, a Longbox Heroes Classic Madman 5-inch action figure. And there's a Longbox Heroes The Tick 5-inch action figure. And The Tick in Disguise, which is The Tick just wearing a tie. (laughs) There's a Looker's Point of View or POV bag set of five comics from Boundless Comics. And one that I'll be picking up is Man, Goat, and Bunny Man 2023 special from Xenoscope Entertainment. It's the Man, Goat, and Bunny Man 2023 special filled with cryptids, monsters, and maybe an exploding egg or two. Don't miss this double-sized special issue as Phil and Floyd go on an epic adventure to rescue his long-lost father from the clutches of an evil freak show magnate who wants to add the two heroes to his menagerie of strange creatures. Didn't we just go after Bunny Man's father or are we going after Man Goat's father now? I am so confused, but... For... Early ordering it for three eighty nine. I might have to see what my other company has it for. All right, we got Maple Terrace number one of three by Uncivilized Books from a multiple award winning cartoonist Noah Van Skyver comes the brand new three part autobiographical biographical. Comic series, Maple Terrace. Hilarious and forlorn stories from the author's childhood surrounded by 90s comics, cartoons, toys, deprivation, and painful nostalgia. Noah was a regular contributor to Mad Magazine and has written and drawn numerous best-selling graphic novels, including One Dirty Tree, The Fonte Bukowski Struggle Writer, Struggling Writer, and Joseph Smith, and the Mormons? I don't understand. You confused me in the end there. What the heck are you talking about? What are you talking about, Willis? Marvel Spider-Man. Nano Metal Figs. 18-pack. Nice collection of all the Spider-Man heroes and villains. From Jada Toys Incorporated. It looks like you get a variety of different spider figures. Carnage, Sandman, Mysterio, Doc Ock, Kingpin. I always like the little metal figures. They also have a Marvel Spider-Man Nano New York City Deluxe Scene with two figures by Jada Toys Incorporated. It's got your little Subway 
scene with a building and then it looks like maybe Spidey and Joe Joe Johanna Jameson next to a Jameson's next to a newsstand. Spidey's up on top of the Daily Bugle. And if you get all the other figures, you can have a little play set going. Alright, we got Marvel's Voices, Spider-Verse number one, one shot. An awesome assembly of Marvel's Mightiest. An all-new selection of interdimensional adventures from some of Marvel's freshest, freshest and finest creators. Each bringing their own unique perspectives and stylings to the web of life and destiny. What new spiders will find their way to the Marvel multiverse? And what familiar faces will join them for this titanic and oversized issue? And by looking at the cover, I see some that I know. Some I didn't really care that much for either. but Some that I did. So I always do like those voices ones. But we will see. Alright, we got Mighty Barbarians number one. By Blaze Media. From the writer of Barbaric comes the world-hopping, skull-crushing adventures of the mighty barbarians. They're barbarians. They loot. They plunder. They conquer. That's what they do. And they do it alone. Until now. When an unstoppable force starts consuming one world after another, Sorceress Morgan Le Fay uses her magic to assemble a team of skull-cracking warriors who must somehow work together to save all of existence. There's the young trickster Anansi, Viking shield maiden Burka, the shape-shifting Nanook, and their leader, heir to a fallen kingdom and mightiest of warriors, Kull. Though their alliance is uneasy, they will do whatever it takes to cut the heart right out of their mutual enemy, leaving a path of ruin through everything and everyone that stands in their way. Before the Avengers, the Justice League, the X-Men, before it all stood the mighty barbarians. Uh, Since the barbaric people have their hands on it, I might uh, just have to check that out because I like what Michael Morrissey did with that. I think I'm going to check that one out. All right. I got Mighty Bite graphic novel by Amulet Books. What happens when a couple of prehistoric creatures want to become internet stars? Trilobite and Amber. A walking whale dream of fame and fortune they don't realize that most of the world thinks that they're extinct when a wandering paleo newscaster introduces them to the world of internet videos they hop at the chance to get behind the camera the competition for internet fame will be fierce trilobite and amber will face off against ancient sea creatures talking cacti floating cat heads, and more. Friendships will be tested, allies will be made, and cameras will be smashed. Our heroes will have to use all their newfound skills 
when they find themselves competing in an all-out video-making battle royale. <laughs> Sounds like it could be fun, cute. But I'm not big on the animal ones unless they mix it up a little. Go with Miracle Man Marvel Tales number one, one shot by Marvel Comics. One of the most celebrated characters in the comic book history takes center stage in classic British tales from Miracle Man. 1985 number one. Warrior number one to 11. Marvel Man special number one. And A1. 1989, number one. Restored and refreshed in the pages of Miracle Man 2014, number one to four. What the hell is this? It's a one shot. You're making it sound like a freaking omnibus. A long forgotten legend lives again with the magic word Komoda. This is basically a different version of Shazam. Middle-aged reporter Michael Moran always knew he was meant for something more. When an unexpected series of events leads him to reclaim his destiny, the heroic Miracle Man is reborn. But Miracle Man's return threatens to unravel Moran's life. Moran Moran. Pushing the concept of the superhero to its logical conclusion... Miracle Man is nothing short of a revelation and 40 years later stands as one of the influential works in the comic book art form. Now relive the first groundbreaking 1980s adventure that captured lightning in a bottle or experienced them for the first time. If you know the character, you might want this. I have some Miracle Man stuff, but... Don't think I ever read any of it. So, not sure if I'd be into it. I doubt it. But it's one shot. So, if you just want to check it out, it's a good way to do it. And I'm going to stop it there because I have a cat wanting me to come and let him out or something. So, we'll be back. <laughs> Alright, next up for goodies to buy in the next few months or pre-order now or whatever you want to do from your favorite comic shops or online. You got Merca and Dolfo's Sweet Paprika Black, White, and Pink number one. One shot by Image Comics. I love these black, white, and red. Now they're doing black, white, and pink. They got I think we're going to see another one in the catalog this this month that's going to have another one of those covers. But they usually do multiple little stories in there, and they're just a blast so far, everyone I checked out. Uh, Infernum Press Sexy CCO, created by Harvey Award-winning superstar Mirka Andolfo, returns with some all-new stories for a special in black, white, and pink, a selection of fun and spicy adventures set within the Sweet Paprika universe. Presented by an outstanding array of talent from across the comics and entertainment industry, 
including Katana Collins, Stejefen Sejic, Kim Kryzen, Steve Orlando, and more. So yeah, I'll I'll pick that up. It's like the nice thing about those, I'd actually I enjoy reading those more than the actual series on a lot of the comics that I've got them from so far. But yeah, it's by Image Comics. Sure to be fun. I'll definitely be picking that up to check it out since it's a one shot, which is nice because other ones have like four or five issues. I think five issue runs were the common thing with everybody last year. All right, we got Money Shot Comes Again, number one by Vault Comics. The Triple X Floors are back on their hands and knees for the good of humanity. When the giant-ass space jellyfish who run the ordered universe arrive on Earth, the porn stars come science explorers must put away grudges, crushes, and side hustles to once again take one or two or three for the team. An epically sexy new arc begins, which takes aim at dumb billionaires and bad optics, and guest stars a legendary underground comics heroine. New artist Giselle Legace puts her sexy spin on the book. Yeah, nah, I don't have the phone by me, so I'm going to have to let that one ring, I guess. Sorry about that. <laughs> All right, we got Monster Fun Twisted Time Travel Special 2023. This is by Rebellion Comics. The putrid past meets the unpleasant present in the Monster Fun Twisted Time Travel Special. Our latest tapestry of terrors is packed with a historic number of groans and gags. Delivered by all your favorites, including Kid Kong, Witch vs. Warlock, Gums, Space Invaders, Steel Commando, Hell's Angel, and The Leopard from Lime Street. It's a date that you won't want to forget. And I've checked out one of those in the past, and I recall it being fun. So. If you're into the goofy horror car- cartoonish characters, that's definitely for you. We got My Little Pony Best of Twilight Sparkle number one by IDW Publishing. The first in IDW's new series collecting the very best moments from everyone's favorite ponies is here. From Twilight Sparkle's first day at Princess Celestia's school for gifted unicorns to showing her students the power of friendship. Revisit the adventures and magic that make the princess of friendship. Collecting My Little Pony, Friendship is Magic, number four, number 40, number 84. My Little Pony, Friends Forever, number four, 
and my little pony annual number 2017 i didn't know this is a trade i thought it was a comic but i mean if you're getting all those stories i don't know if those are full-length comics or not but uh <clears throat> price is decent for that many different storylines if you're into my little pony i will let that one pass me by all right we got mystery annual spawn of abyss from xenoscope entertainment from the dark recesses of our world an evil has returned spreading its reach into all ends of the universe even to the realms of the spirits mary mystery medina tasked as the oracle of the dead must venture into this unseen plane to quell a disturbance that threatens to shatter the balance of life and death. The little bit I got of that character so far, I've enjoyed. Since this is an annual, I might pick it up. Usually an annual has a couple stories in it, a few different stories. They have a Nano Hollywood Rides teen, teenage, mutant, teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 3-Pack by G, Jada Toys. Looks like you get the little turtle blimp, the turtle van, and Krang's little, uh, the big uh, round ship that Krang ran around in. So that's cool that you get those... Three items. I'm just surprised Krang's isn't like twice the size. It's like it's the same size as the van and the fans and the blimp. They're all three the same size. It's like the blimp, I think, would be a little bit bigger than the van, and Crane would, little home base would be probably like four times the size of everything else. Looks like they're one and three quarter inches long and one and a half inch or one half inches tall. All right, we got NIB Winter 2023 by Inkwell Comics. The NIB explores the world of color, the codes of gender, the fluorescence of the Mariana Trench. Working as a colorblind artist and much more, featuring more than 30 cartoonists, including Mike Dawson, Matt Lebchancy, and Ali Swed. I have no idea what it is because they didn't explain anything. <laughs> so I will leave that one up to you. All right, we got Night of the Ghoul trade paperback which is one that I was considering. A dazzling work of horror intercutting between the present-day narrative and the story of a lost horror film. Filmmaker T.F. Merritt has spent decades confined in a retirement facility, which he claims is ran by the Order of the Fly, a cult organization from his very own movie. And as the night goes on, Forrest Inman and his son Orson find themselves falling deeper into his cinematic nightmare. 
the writer and artist behind Batman the Black Mirror, reunite to shed light on a celluloid artifact once thought forever missing. Perhaps with good reason. Well, now after reading that, I don't think I'm going to pick it up. <clears throat> I was thinking it was a little bit different. Bunch of short stories, old time horror type. But no. They have a Night of the Living Dead rotting bag set of five comics by Avatar Press. Then we got Nouns Noun Town, number one by Titan Comics. Meet the Nouns in their first comic book adventure. An epic adventure of playground-style fun and humor. Nouns, Dale, present a new sensational miniseries by writer David Leach and artist Danny Schlitz. A deeply moving coming-of-age drama about a small-town thimble salesman caught up in a politically charged espionage caper involving a stolen atom bomb, a signed picture of the Pope, and a man with a fox for a head? Interesting. That's by Titan Comics. Alright, we got Parting Ways, number one by Scout Comics. Nonstop. Gabriella is an immigrant with aspirations of achieving her own American dream. Brandon is an army medic with his sights set on becoming a doctor. These two optimistic and determined souls should be the perfect match. But doubts and fate confront them at every turn. When each experiences their personal ambitions, conflicting with shared dreams, will their love survive? Parting Ways is a romantic drama that challenges expectations about young love as the unique couple navigate who they are both as individuals and as partners. Right. They're on a pee-pee-poo-poo run. <laughs> One-shot type layouts. We got pee-pee-poo-poo number 421 shot by Silver Sprocket. Caroline Cash's Gay. Modern take the... Modern Take the 60s Underground Comic Continues. That's about missing a couple words, I think. Discover the bloody dread of paying your freelancer taxes for the first time. Feel the surreal peace of waking up after your world has ended. Bond over the possibility of puking in the bar icebox. Features a cardstock foil cover. I mean... Why would you use a 420 episode that has stories about disgusting drunks and world ending? I don't know. I think they're missing out on what they're doing. They could have called that a whole different number episode, I think. Alright, this is another one I was waiting for the trade for Pink Lemonade by Oni Press. I think I was interested in this back when it started coming out. 
We got mysterious past, colorful costume, altruistic outlook, zippy motorcycle, and one very overactive imagination. Meet Pink Lemonade, the new hero on the scene. She dreams of doing big things, but ultimately she'll settle for just helping where she can. But when Pink Lemonade accidentally crashes into the set of the next Rex radical blockbuster, she'll take an unexpected leap into the spotlight and will soon find herself confronted by a series of increasingly threatened doppelgangers, extraterrestrial fanboys, and nefarious corporate machinations. Clicks issue 1 to 6 of the complete volume. I think it looked fun back in the day, but now I'm not really sure. It's got a heavier price tag for a trade than normal, so I think I'll wait for a bargain bin on that one. Alright. Damn dirty apes. Stupid humans. Planet of the Apes, Volume 4, Number 1, by Marvel Comics. David F. Walker and Dave Wachner bring Planet of the Apes back to Marvel Comics in spectacular style. A new era of apes kicks off with Part 1 of Devolution. The ALZ-113 virus has rampaged across planet Earth and humanity is crumbling. While well-meaning researchers hunt for a cure, a fanatical group of humans has their own solution. Kill all apes. Peacekeeper Juliana Tauben is one of the few willing to stand against them. But the crisis is spreading, and soon apes will witness the true depths of human cruelty. Eisner Award-winning David F. Walker joins forces with Dave Wachter on one of the most beloved sci-fi franchises in history. And I don't know why. I never really cared for... I watched them all. But never really cared for Planet of the Apes. Just couldn't get into them. It's like, it's good the apes getting back at us pieces of shit for the things we do to animals. But it's just, I don't know. Pop animation Warner Brothers 100th anniversary Taz as Scooby Doo vinyl figure by Funko. They have a bunch of other ones, I believe, were out this month. I didn't even realize it was Taz as Scooby-Doo. Doesn't look like Scooby-Doo. Huh. I don't know. Weird. They got the Pop Elvira Blacklight Vinyl figure by Funko, which I have. I just don't know if this is a different version of it. It's uh, one of my favorite ones because it's got that all black light. She's got the yellow and neon colors for her makeup and highlights. They have a pop ride, super deluxe Warner Brothers, Brothers, Brother, 
anniversary Bugs Bunny and Mystery Machine vinyl figure. So yeah, they're crossing Scooby and Warner Brothers all over this month. All by Funko. And they have a Pop Star Wars new classics Chewbacca vinyl bobblehead. And a Darth Vader vinyl bobblehead. A classics Darth, Darth Vader and a Classics Luke Skywalker vinyl bobblehead and a Classics Princess Leia vinyl bobblehead. And next up, if you missed out on it, I suggest getting it. If you follow any of Kevin Smith's movies, you're going to love this because it takes some of the stories from the movies and gives them their own comic. But Quick Stops hardcover. This is collects the four issue mini series. I was checking to see if it had anything extra with it, but it looks like Kevin's gonna just put out a regular and then probably come out with another one down the road that has a little extra biography or extra story or something in there. But yeah, it was fun. I really. That was one of my favorite Kevin Smith things in a long time for comic books. So check that out if you're a fan. We got Ram God, number one of seven by What Not Publishing and Heavy Metal. Let's see. The future's most dangerous sport just got a new player. Ram God follows Clint Bowler, a former troubled star athlete, turned NCPD beat cop as he tries to balance his dueling responsibilities as a cop and as a father. But his teenage son, Malcolm, wants nothing to do with him. That is, until Clint is rescued by Malcolm's favorite team in the world's most dangerous sport, Ram God, after a video of him chasing a perpetrator goes viral with a second shot at his dreams and a chance to find common ground with his son, Clint's future is looking bright. But looks can be deceiving in new city in an in new city. And for Clint's new teammates, they have a nefarious side hustle that will force Clint to sacrifice his newfound stardom or his morality. Either way, it's a dangerous game. Ram God feels like Point Break meets Fast and the Furious. But in a cyberpunk setting that introduces a brand new super high octane global sport. Yeah, just all, all steroided up, rage, raged up, steroid raged up. <clears throat> Athletes or whatever, I don't know. I don't, I'm so sick and tired of the everybody fighting, everybody arguing. It's like I just... I keep trying to like Fantastic Four, but every time I read them, so much hate, so much arguing. And it's not with, just with them in the last one I read. And it had a bunch of different people, the Inhumans and all kinds of characters. And they are all fighting and feuding. All right, we got Ravening Bloody Bag Set. Of five comics from Boundless Comics. Then we got 
Rawhead Reborn, number one, by American Mythology. Looks like if the cover has anything, it's a very interesting character. A dying man utters a name, which curses his killers and seals their fates. Rawhead. One by one they begin dying in strange and gruesome ways, until there's only two left. The remaining survivors struggle with what to do next and wonder, is it all a coincidence? Or is there really something that's out to get them? Well, if the creature on the cover is out to get them, yeah, it's definitely something creepy coming after your ass. <laughs> Looks interesting. I'll wait to see how, how long it goes and if it trades out. We got a Rick and Morty gallery PVC statue. If you're into the Rick and Morty characters, it's kind of like a giant fish creature's mouth with a couple tentacle tongues coming out, grabbing Rick and Morty, pulling them in for a snack. Then we got Rocket Raccoon, Marvel Tales number one, one shot by Marvel Comics. The fiery furball known as Rocket Raccoon shows he has what it takes to one day be a guardian of the galaxy as we celebrate the legacy of the House of Ideas with Marvel Tales. This anthology series shines a spotlight on fan-favorite characters featuring timeless stories and highlights from some of Marvel's most impressive talents from the past eight decades. In Rocket Raccoon 1985, number one to four, Acclaimed writer Bill Mantlow teamed with superstar-in-waiting Mike Mignola to present Rocket's first solo adventure as Guardian of the Keystone Quadrant. When Rocket's girlfriend, Leela, is kidnapped by the mercenary Blackjack O'Hare and held captive by Lord Divine, one of the most powerful creatures on Half-World, it's up to the galaxy's deadliest weapons expert to go in, guns blazing, and save the day. I uh, gotta say, wow. <laughs> I didn't know Mike Mignola did anything with Rocket and Marvel in the past. So since this is a one-shot, I think I'm gonna pick it up and check it out. Cover-wise, I wouldn't think Mike Mignola. That's kind of interesting. I don't know who did that cover or if there's different ones, but I'll have to look into that. We got a Rocketeer special number one one-shot from IDW Publishing. If you miss, out, miss the movie that came out, what, 25, 30 years ago? Get, it's a wall-to-wall -wall adventure in a trio of Rocketeer stories in this terrific all-new special. First, the writers of the Rocketeer film, Danny Bilson and Paul DeMio, and illustrator Adam Hughes brings us tale, a tale featuring pioneering aviator Amelia Earhart. Second, Robert Windham and Jay Lee craft a story of the Rocketeer fighting a Japanese Zero in the South Pacific. And the third entry is by Kelvin Mayo. 
and Dave Stevens, documentary drawn to perfection and co-writer of, so, so that doesn't matter, and artist extraordinaire Craig Cernak, while on a date with Betty, our man Cliff encounters a vaguely familiar adventure archaeologist. What kind of trouble will this spell for our hero? You'll have to grab a copy of this special one-off issue to find out. And the movie is good, but it was so long ago, I, don't, I just don't know if I can get into it again. Yet Sacred Bullets, One Shot by Blood Moon Comics. Framed for the murder of a corrupt vicar, Father Pedro Armas leads a personal crusade against a drug cartel that's poisoning his neighborhood. To save his soul and his people, Father Pedro must pave a path of sacred bullets as he fights fire with fire in a battle to decide what Father Pedro and his people are willing to pay to stay out of hell. Alright. At least one more here. We got Sandman Universe, Nightmare Country, The Glass House Number 1 by DC Black Label. The Corinthian has been turned loose on our realm once more. And this time he sets his sights on a very root of rapacious American capitalism, Silicon Valley. His relentless pursuit of the smiling man will carve a bloody path from the C-suite of profit capital to the bowels of a demonic nightclub. And no one will be safe from his reach. Not Ken, living large in the Bay Area, since parting ways with Barbie all those years ago. Not Max, a nervous hedge fund manager on the rise who's never quite fit anywhere. Not anyone. I'm wanting to check something Sandman-ish out that's newer. Nothing really jumped on me at me yet. Um, let's do another one here. We got Seasons Have Teeth, number one. This is by Boom Studios. In a drab, colorless world, the seasons bring change and also destruction. Andrew, a retired conflict photographer, lives a life steeped in regret after an unthinkable tragedy. But everything shifts when the seasons had arrive. Each one personified, godlike creature, as he risks everything to track down spring, summer, autumn, fall, and winter. Will capturing the perfect picture of each be enough to find redemption, and ultimately bring color back to his world? Dan Waters of Sword of Azrael and Homesick Pilots writing acclaim is joined by artist Sebastian Carroll. For a tale that is both down to earth and supernaturally apocalyptic in its penitence. Pen 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 
Uh, all right. That's good for this, y'all. We'll be back with more soon.